This episode of Bomber Breakdown is brought to you by Derek Felvey's Sleep Schedule. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Bomba Breakdown, ladies and gents. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Malcolm's doing pretty well. Um, oh, wow, wow, wow. Third episode in about a week. We're feeling pretty good. And for good reason, because I'll, I'll give the sweet, sweet moment to you, Malcolm. What happened? Minnesota Twins signed free agent shortstop Carlos Correa. <laughs> All baseball. Some seem to the best shortstop in the game. Certainly a top 10 shortstop. Maybe top 5. One of the best players in the game. Former World Series hero. Twins got Carlos Cray. We got our shortstop. We got our big name. How are you feeling about this, Max? I, well, okay. I'm going to sort of what happened in, in my perspective. I So, again, remember, we made the, the story episode. This Today is the 19th. Um, so it happened like early, early this morning. Um, it's late on the 19th though. Like very early, like new, like midnight 30 we're talking. Um, so I just, I was, we were, sorry, I can't even, I, we sent Carlos Correa, man. I'm looking at this baseball reference page too. Um, but yeah, we, we were a couple days after, uh, you know, making the Trevor story rumors, um, and I was, I'd say about 50% sure that we'd sign him ish. I'd say just because I think my guess was that we had put the best offer down on story. He just wanted to go to a team that he thought was going to compete. And he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's, he's one of those classic Twitter idiots, you know, going with um, whatever, whatever the Twitter idiots are saying about how bad the twins are going to be this year. Carlos Correa. I, um, I was watching uh, like the office or something, shout out. Um, and, and it was like, you know, 1230 ish. And I just decided hey, I'll check Twitter before I go to bed. And all of a sudden I see, uh, you know, first I see a bend over tweet. So I was like, yeah, haha, very funny. Nice try. And then I see, I see that, you know, you know, twins got Koran just, wow. What a, Oh, wow. And then I tried to call Malcolm and FaceTime and text and all, but he was asleep. So I, I respect that very, very much. Woke up like it was Christmas morning. It was amazing. It was kind of hard to feel so excited because I, I just got like really, really, really sick that day. Like the past couple of days have been super sick. So it was like kind of hard to get a crazy amount of energy going, but I did what I can. I mean, I'll give you my point. I went to bed. I haven't been able to put my phone down for a while here. Like, I got it. Like, as soon as I go over my phone, I'm like, my thought instead of like checking my text, checking my snaps, whatever, I go and look at my Twitter notifications, make sure something from Jeff Passan. Like, that's my first thought because I'm assuming this move's happening. And I finally was at the point where I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not staying up waiting for a move. Like, you know, it's it'll happen when it happens. If it doesn't happen, I'll be pissed off. But like, I got to like chill out a little bit because I'm like over obsessing about this. And it was all I was thinking about. And I go to bed and I wake up in the morning. And I look at my phone. I got five missed calls from Max, two missed FaceTime calls. And I get like six texts and be like, Malcolm, check Twitter right now. And so I open the text because like, I think he would like tell me what was going on. And he's, all he tells me is here's a little sneak peek for you. And sends me a tweet that says, 
Carlos Correa has a one, 1.2 OPS at target field in his career. And I'm just like, wait, like this can't be real. He's got to be joking right now. Like, I just assumed you were kidding. Especially because it was a Bob Nightingale tweet, which was the worst way to do it to me, Max. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Bob Nightingale quoted <laughs> like breaks fake news. So I was like, he's got to be messing with me right now. Max, it was 1.30 a.m. Like he was just like bored and decided he'd mess with me when I woke up in the morning. But the five calls, I was like, you know what? I'll like, go check it out. He's probably, he might just be like, he might be serious. And I go on there and I like open my Jeff Passing tweet and it says Minnesota Twins signed Braden Shorts up Carlos Correa. And I like, just like, it broke my brain for a second. Like there was a few seconds there. I've had a few moments like those moments where you get really, really excited where you don't remember like 10 seconds. I had like one of those where you sort of like black out for a few seconds because you're just like so overwhelmed by what's going on. And I was laying in bed here at like seven in the morning. I just got up way earlier than like I should have been up. And I was like, oh my God, I did not see this coming. And we've talked about this before. It's the thing I both love and hate about this front office. It makes it impossible to have a podcast. As soon as we release one, they break some big news. But what I love about them is that they, there are zero leaks from this front office. We, when they signed Josh Allison a few years ago, there was a, a story like a day before we signed him, the Twins were out on Josh Allison. Like they weren't in the bidding anymore. Josh Allison didn't want to go to the Twins. And a day later, Josh Allison was a Minnesota Twin. And with this, like we were hearing so many stories about the story. Like everyone is writing, Trevor Story should be a Minnesota Twin. Here's why. Why you should want Trevor Story to be a Twin. Why you should want to be a Tre- Trevor Story to be a Minnesota Twin. All the beat writers were focusing on Trevor Story. And out of nowhere, they just dropped Carl's Cray on us when we didn't think it was possible. I did never even cro- – I mean, like, it crossed my mind. i been like, what if we get Cray? I'm like, nah, it's not going to happen. He's going to be asking for 10 years, $300 million. We're not willing to give that. But we got him, Max. We got him. I I, I feel like I just – I mean, I – Carlos Correa, it's, I've never had, I, 2017, when, like, Astros, okay, I loved the Astros in 2017, I will completely admit that. Yeah. Not I, proud I, of it, but I loved him. It's gonna be hard to find a person who didn't love that 2017 Astros. Yeah, I mean, come on, did, yeah, it's, but, Carlos Correa and I'd say like maybe Alex Bregman or something were like my he, Carlos Correa was like my favorite player. He was just so so good in the postseason, so good. It's just like 2017. I want to see his postseason numbers. Um, yeah, like nine nine hundred plus OPS. It's just he's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean Carlos Correa, one of my favorite players then, and then you know the the whole like scandal dropped and I've been told that he wasn't involved with that. I don't really, honestly, I don't even really care. He's still like, it was just a terrible thing that happened, but I mean, he comes back as a, as a really, really good 2021, um, not a great 2020, but great, great 2021 fifth in the MVP is an all-star wins the gold glove for shortstop, which is very hard. What? He won the platinum glove, Max, the best defender in all. I didn't even know that. I didn't know we won the platinum glove. Wow. How did I not know that? Huh. Wait, what? Yeah, didn't he? I did he? I I just see it says gold glove. I'm gonna see if it does say platinum glove. Um, under his. It says platinum glove. Where... Platinum glove in the American League last year. Whoa! Best kind of player. I didn't know that. Is a Minnesota Twin. Awesome sauce. Okay, that's wow. <laughs> They, that's, oh, wow. We have well. two four platinum glove winners at the two most important positions on the diamond, shortstop and center field. I mean, like, you can't ask. Me. 
And we're also going to mention GRHL is a great defensive third baseman. Max Kepler is a gold glove caliber right fielder. Polanco is a former shortstop turned great second baseman. I mean, like this team, Ryan Jeffers is a great defensive catcher. They, we can't pitch much at all. We hey, can Malcolm. Have great defense behind our pitching. Malcolm, real quick, it's 11-11, make a wish in your head. And I just, you know, anyways. I'm you all know what I wish for right now. Yep. And we'll get into that in a little bit as well. But um, this podcast is going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting because me and Malcolm are on like the sugar high without the sugar. We are just absolutely insane right now. We just talked for like half an hour to an hour before just about everything, and we got really hyped up, and I got really annoyed with with a lot of people, just like everybody, but Twins fans because Twins fan are the Twins. I mean, overall. Malcolm, you've seen this too. The Twins are severely underrated. Like, I saw this, um, you know, talking baseball, who I like, you know, I like him a lot. I saw this, like, tweet, and, you know, those two, like, arm wrestling guys, and it was, like, the Rockies, the Twins, don't know what we're doing, or, like, what are we doing? What are you talking about? What are we doing? The The Rockies gave away, like, Nolan Arenado, half their team, for nothing. The Twins have everybody except, you know, pitching. But that you know the wish all that it's we we have everybody we're like it's not like you're adding something to nothing you're adding something to something to make greatness yeah it's what do you think the the twins would have a shot at the playoffs if the the season started now i think absolutely they would i mean if you look at the projections before this deal went down before this Fangraphs had us an 80-win team. Baseball Prospectus has, has, has had us as an 84-win team. 84 wins with the extra playoff spot is probably a playoff team without Carlos Correa. You add Carlos Correa to that, that's an 86-87 win team right there. That's easily a playoff team. Even Fangraphs, 82-83, that's a borderline playoff team with a couple things go right. If you go buy at the trade deadline or you go get another starting pitcher now, that's a playoff team right there. Maybe it's a wildcard team. Maybe you sneak in that last wildcard spot. But as we know, you – the playoffs are a crapshoot. Usually twins don't do well in that crapshoot, but you never know. Maybe we just like get hot at the right time and Byron Buxton becomes what he did the, at the start of the season last year and is the greatest player on earth and carries us to a World Series title because anything can happen when you get into October. And what I love right now is that this front office is saying, we don't care that last year is bad. We know we've got a group of players to build around right now. We've got a chance to do something special and we're going all in because we know that we have a team that can make the playoffs, so we're going to go to the playoffs and we're going to just say screw it and hope like all it works out. It's just, man, it's, I, uh, it's crazy. And here's the, here's the main, I'm trying to like really, really just really trying to grasp the fact that this is happening. I mean, the twins signed Carlos Correa for a while. We were thinking like, you know, stories happening, but what if he doesn't remember a week ago, Max, we thought our starting shorts up and opening years me Isaiah kind of fluffa. I mean, no disrespect to him, but how many leagues better is Carlos Correa than Isaiah Canerfleffa? I, I, I don't know. There's not a number for that. I, <laughs> it's kind of funny, too, that the, just what the Yankees, like, did. I mean, the Yankees literally, like, the Yankees, I feel like their dream shortstop from the beginning was Carlos Correa. That was pretty obvious. They made that obvious. Um, you know, they're an expensive team. They're going to give them gazillions of dollars just to, you know, be their shortstop. Makes sense. And then they take on Josh Donaldson's salary from the Twins just so that the Twins can steal their dream shortstop for the year. Just so the Twins can make the playoffs and beat the Yankees. In, in the, that's just funny. 
now, Max. They're all what? so Yankees fans are so salty right now. They're so they mad. Please. Oh my god. I me and Malcolm were just talking about it too. There was this like uh we saw this one tweet and there's this guy talking about like the like um the what was it? The Woba, I think it was, weighted was, on base, like yes. average or however that cool stat. It's a cool stat. Anyways, um, <laughs> it was like Donaldson's was like a solid portion better than Correa's, and but it was, it was um like in their careers or it was in like a long period of time, and it was with pitches ninety five miles per hour or higher. Like it just doesn't make sense. I mean. They're picking less than 50% of pitches, less than like 25% of pitches are over 95 miles per hour. Not that many pitchers, not a crazy, crazy ton amount of pitchers pitch 95. And plus, those guys have a lot of off speeds too. It's just like, and plus not, I mean, like for Josh Donaldson to be hitting that, it's, that's such a minuscule amount of their hits. It just is like, and the fact that real people are using these stats to prove that Josh Donaldson, of like 30, you know, 40, 50 year old is better than Carlos Correa. It just doesn't add up. And I mean, they're salty. I understand. They can cry, but wow. It's just, it's a good day. Josh Allen's a great player. Carlos Correa is objectively a better baseball player than Josh Allen's at this point in their careers. And the Twins went out and got better. I mean, you just look at where we're at from where we were a few weeks ago. Um, we went from having Josh Donaldson, flip that into Carlos Correa. You look at, I mean, our shortstop was going to be Nick Gordon, but if you look at Isaiah Counter-Flaffa, turning that into Gio Rochelle, I'd call that an upgrade. Our catcher situation, we turned Mitch Garver into Gary Sanchez. Probably a little bit worse, but like... Without a doubt, worse than Ryan Jeffers is still a really great catcher. And we also got Sonny Gray. And we're in line to probably go get ourselves another starting pitcher. And this team is going to be a playoff team, Max. Like, I can just, it feels really good. It's it's just so like it's so satisfying to see what we're doing here. I mean, with with before store uh, before I, see, I did it before Correa's signing. I mean, we just were like, what's what's going on here? And then Happy Birthday, uh, Derek Falvey, just decides to wait and and you know quick sign Carlos Correa just jump that on us it's just i mean i i'm still in shock here i astonishing but but i'm gonna say but because i think we should get a little bit of productive um talk in as well not that there's anything wrong with celebrating um if you're gonna buy a house you gotta put furniture in it that's what i've heard about eighteen thousand times today but it's true i mean if you're gonna get carlos correa it is an extremely good idea. I'd say the the Twins offseason is at like a B plus, A minus range right now. It could get easily, easily to an A. And I believe that it will because I believe that we have a very solid, decent potential to get Frankie Montas or Sean Manaya. And I just, from the Oakland Athletics, and Malcolm, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Before we move on that, Max, can we real quick talk about the structure of Carl's Grace's contracts? We haven't touched Fair on enough. That's a good idea. I forgot to do that. Um, yeah. Carl's Grace's contract is one of the weirdest contracts I've seen in a while for baseball. As a 27-year-old, one of the top rates in the market, people expect him inside of the winter to go for 10 years, $300 million. Like, you shouldn't have done that. Good setting type of deal. 
um, the Mike Trout deal, the Mookie Betts deal, whatever you want to call it, the big-time, long-term Bryce Harper-type deal. Um, there's been probably, what, like 10 of those in Major League history, but he's a guy that's lined you got to be a superstar that hits the market like 27. So someone comes up when you're 20 and is a great player before you turn hit free agency. And he was lined to do that. And instead, what he took with the Twins was a three-year, $105.3 million deal, which means $35.1 million per year. But the key trick there is not only that, he has opt-outs. Carlos Correa can opt out after either this season or the next season, opt out of the contract, which gives him the freedom to basically, if he goes out and has a not a great year this year, he struggles a little bit, scuffles, he can get himself $35 million next year to continue playing with the Twins. Or if he has a great year this year, he has another year like last year, he can go out next year in a lot less crowded of a free agent shortstop market and hit the open market again and get that probably nine years at this point, nine years, $270 million plus the $35 million he made this year. And so what he did here was really, I mean, I'm still glad the Twins of the contract, but Correa got a great player-friendly deal here. He's getting the record for free agent infielder ever, and the, he's the fourth highest paid player in baseball next year. And he gives himself the freedom that if he struggles, he makes he's the fourth highest paid player in baseball again the next year. And if he does well, then – he can go out there and get himself his big payday he's been waiting for. And that, like, as much as I'm happy with this deal, it very well could just be a one-year deal. But if it is, Max, we got one of the best shortstops in baseball for one year, and that's pretty awesome. If you're going to – I mean, the, yeah, I feel like I've, see, I've seen a couple people complaining on Twitter, and I can't blame them. I mean, it makes sense to be a little bit like, ah, that's kind of a one that could just be one year. But would you rather have one year of Carlos Correa or zero years of Carlos Correa? Obvious answer – but it's just the question just needs to be asked because there's a lot of people who are still just kind of like, ah, uh, uh, you know, but I, this is, this should be, this time should be used solely for celebrating. I mean, Carlos Correa is a Minnesota twin. Just like, let it soak in. Rejoice, rejoice. It's okay. You can let it all out. We will not judge. Matt, we'll do it with you. The twins are the fourth highest paid player in all of baseball next year. Who would have believed that? Yeah, that's that's the. Yeah. So many people found the Twins a poverty franchise, saying like we aren't going to spend on free agents. We went out there and we spent on a free agent. I don't know what it is about this front office. Twins have in the past, they are willing to spend. They went out and paid Josh Donaldson, and then they went out and they signed jo- Byron Bucks in the extension we wanted them to sign him to. What was it, like one hundred forty million dollars over the next seven years or something, for Buxton? It's a, it's yeah. That was, was like, a really really good contract. And then you go out and you pay Carlos Correa. A record-setting deal, and that's what you want to see as fans. We sat through terrible, terrible baseball for almost ten years there, but we're getting the payoff now because they're going all in and they're getting the top-tier guys. And this is what you want as fans. The team that, even though we had a bad year last year, there's a lot of teams, a lot of front offices that would have torn this team down. You would have traded Jorge Polanco and gotten a couple of prospects. You would trade Miguel Snow, gotten maybe a low-level prospect. Trade Max Kepler, pick up a prospect, maybe two. Just like even let Byron Buxton go. We didn't do that. Yeah, we traded Jose Brios last year. We were able to get a couple of really high-quality prospects that we could very easily turn into another starter for two years. Like, we traded a year and a half of Jose Brios for two guys that if we were to flip them to the A's right now, we could probably get Frankie Montas for the next two years, which is a similar-level pitcher for two years of control instead of a year and a half. Like, we got a great deal last year. We put ourselves in a position to succeed. And it's just... They didn't tear it down. They kept going, and they wanted to win. And you really can't ask for a whole lot more as a fan than a team that's going to go out. A team in a front office are going to go out there 
and try to win the World Series every year. Yeah, I mean, that it's just a kind of mindset that we really haven't, you know, gotten from this team. And I'm just so excited. So, so excited. I have just gotten some news as well that it's not big news. Don't get too excited. <laughs> um, but that Derek Falvey's birthday present to himself was that he was going to get an early night of shut-eye. So nothing else is happening tonight. Didn't expect it to, but also did expect it to because, I mean, 12.30 last night or earlier this morning, I, I guess. Not wake up in the morning to a message to a Twitter. Oh, no. It's not his birthday. It's not his birthday in, in 26, 27 minutes. Who's to say he's not just going to wake up at 4 in the morning and sign, like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say a player because I don't. I have no idea who to expect at this point. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, but anyways, I think we should get into a little bit more of what you were talking about, Max, about what the next move is for the Twins. You mentioned Frankie Montas, Sean Mania. Those are two options. I think we talked about them pretty extensively on the last podcast. You should go listen to it. Um, called what is happening, or what is going. On. <laughs> not sure exactly what I up. Something along those lines because we were confused. We were sitting there waiting and waiting for the move. After we went and traded our number six prospect for an ace pitcher and then traded away our highest paid and our second best player. So we were super confused what's going on. But we talked a little bit about what the next move had to be. And we talked about Trevor's story, which everything we just said, Trevor's story, take that and flip it and just imagine we're saying Carlos Correa. And then go listen to the part about the pitchers because that's still super valuable. It's still the next move. Because again, like you said, Max, right now our rotation, we've got Sonny Gray at the top. You don't have a number two starter, and then you've got two young guys, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, and then you've got an unproven kind of question mark in Dylan Bundy, who was great prospect, struggled for a while, had a great 2020 in a shortened season, and got Cy Young votes, and then struggled a lot last year. So you have no idea what you're getting there. You have Randy Dobnak, who is good depth, not necessarily a guy you want in your rotation, and then a whole lot more, even younger guys than Ober and Ryan. Like, I mean, Griffin Jacks is a guy that's probably going to be the bullpen this year, but is nearly major league right. you got John Duran has great stuff, but control is questionable at times. Jordan Bosvick isn't quite major league ready yet, but he's close. Josh Winder Winder had a great year at AAA last year, but he's still young. Like, it's just you don't have enough pit- starting pitchers that you're able to trust right now. And so you need one, maybe two more, and probably another bullpen arm would be good. We can go through the specific names on there in a little bit. But it doesn't have to be Montas or Manaya and with the way the Twins front office works, it probably won't be. There'll be all the talk about Montas and how the Twins are making a ton of calls to the A's. And all of a sudden, we're going to flip and get Zach Gallon from the Diamondbacks. But it's got to be someone, and it's got to be someone you can trust. And there's a lot of names that could be, and we could say seven names. It'd probably be the eighth name we didn't say. But we need a starting pitcher move, and we need it soon, Max. It's – um, yeah, it's hard to – it's hard to, you know – imagine the twins not going for this i mean we obviously we obviously need pitching they know that we know that everybody knows that um i mean we're in a win now mode though i mean you look at sunny gray's contract you look at carlos correa's contract that that's a win now kind of move and it's very it's impossible to envision this offseason ending with Lewis Thorpe or Randy Dobnak or Devin Smeltzer being our, you know, fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth starters, just because, um, yeah. there we go. 
Sorry about that. Um, it's very tough to see those guys being our fourth and fifth starters. Again, you've got Sonny Gray as our top starter. Sonny Gray, I know I feel bad for you saying this because I love Jose Brios, but I mean, to be fair. Oh. I just want to say right now, Max, while you try to cover the words there, how much better would we be off right now if Kent Maeda hadn't gotten Tommy John surgery at the end of last year? Just think about how much better of a situation would be and if we had Kent Maeda as our number two starter right now. It makes me so, so sad, man. He was so elite in 2020 and really good in 2021 until he got hurt. It just, it'd be so awesome to have him this year. And it makes me so sad for him and for us that he can't pitch this year. There we go. I remembered. Yeah, no, I completely agree. If I just love Kent Maeda. I hope he's back next year too. Like with us, then good. Oh, um, that would be, yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty good. Um, okay. Now I've got, I've got to focus on this one. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, like I was saying, just with the twins and, you know, their starting rotation, we've got Sonny Gray is like Jose Brios, very comparable as far as like overall talent and value to the team. And I'd say Sonny Gray overall has looked a little bit more valuable than than Jose Brios even. I mean, I love Jose Brios, but Sonny Gray is a very, very, very good pitcher. And, um, and then from there, it's just – Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober could have great years, granted, but they're just unproven to this point. Joe Ryan made his MLB debut last year. Bailey Ober might have made it in 2020, but he, you know, pitched his first bulk of innings last year. Then Dylan Bundy, I wouldn't be terribly mad if he got a, you know, rotation spot. I'd be pretty happy, I guess. Um, but then Griffin Jacks, Randy Dobnak, Lewis Thorpe, Devin Smeltzer, those guys are all competing for spots right now i mean we're just there's a bunch of guys that like don't really i really don't think should be in the rotation and there's so many you know so many spots to be filled so so what are we gonna do and that's where frankie montas and sean Manaya come in um malcolm who do you think because again it's gonna take a lot it's not gonna be some like let's just trade you know josh winder for Frankie Montas right now because you know athletics would never do that we of course would but who, who are you willing to give up um that would be a realistic fair trade for for the athletics for a guy like Montas and Ermanaya there are two guys from twins right now that I wouldn't trade in any scenario and that's Byron Buxton Carlos Correa for me anyone at the table and I've seen talks with being Max Kepler I've seen talks with being Luisa Rise both those make me want to ball my eyes out I love those guys with all my heart. They're two of my favorite players ever. And Luis Rai is my favorite player currently. Max Kepler, one of my top. And I know so many people who Max Kepler is their favorite player. Um, it would break Twins fans' hearts to see those guys go. For me, more important than any one player is this team making playoffs and winning a playoff game this year. And if that means giving up Luis Rai or Max Kepler to get Frankie Montas... If that's what you have to do, then I think you have to do it. And I'm hoping we can do it for not that. But I know that the A's want major league talent. They probably would be Kepler for trading with the A's um, because they need guys with a little bit more control than Kepler has. But a rise could very much be on the table, and I don't want to see that happen. But if that's what it takes, I think we get you got to be willing to do it, and the name's got to be on the table. Am I wrong, Max? 
Not really. I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I would be up for training either. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not proud to say it because I love the guys. I mean, Max Kepler has been my favorite player for probably ever. I guess it was um, uh, like Michael Kadire and then like Joe Maurer. And I had a bunch of different guys. But I mean, Max Kepler, just ever since he came to the team, has been impossible not to love so i can't just see myself getting rid of him and luis Suarez is just the most sweet human like ever i love love me some luis Suarez. um he also happens to be a little bit all right at baseball too um but yeah no i'd be there's so many guys that we can um we can trade away and that's a good thing that that and a bad thing because you hate to see guys go away but it's a good thing with this depth now the more I think about it, I don't want to end up altering the opening day lineup too much. Granted, if if that's what it takes to get a guy like Frankie Matas, then so be it. We trade Luis Arias or Max Kepler. But I'd much rather look for a guy like not Royce Lewis, because now that Correa is down for probably about a year, maybe two. Um I think we're going to need Royce Lewis because it's not like we're going to have all these like Simeon, Seager, Story, and and all these guys at, at shortstop going on the free agent market next year. We're going to – I think I'd, I'd try to hold on to Royce Lewis as much as you can. But, you know, Austin Martin, trade him. Uh, Jose Miranda, I mean, guys like that. Jordan Balazovic, um, Josh Winder. Uh, these are all guys who, granted, I love them. A lot. I think they're very, very good players. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I'm really willing to trade pretty much everybody, except for like Royce Lewis in our prospect in our system now. Um, maybe like, I don't know. Who is there anybody in our prospects out of our prospects that you would not be willing to trade? I don't think there's a single one, including Lewis. If that's what it takes to get the deal done, I'll do it. Like for me, it's. We've built a really strong farm system. It's, this front office has done well to get us a deep farm system. And right now we've got a glut of guys of like high double A, low triple A guys right now that are our top 10 prospects that are all near major league ready, which is the perfect time to get maximum value from trading a prospect um, is right before they make their major league debut or right after they make the major league debut in that first year is when you get the peak value for them as a prospect and well, also, you want to keep some of those guys so you can keep a sustainable team in the future. Part of the reason you gain that farm system depth and you go out of your way and make sure you got that strong farm system is because it gives you that power to make the trades and fill the holes in your roster. And so if that's what it takes, we got to do it. Like, yeah, it sucks if you end up losing Royce Lewis. He's a super talented player and someone we've been looking forward to seeing for, what, like five years now, six years? Was it 2017 we drafted him? Ish. I think it was 2017. 2017, yeah, it was definitely. It's been five years that we've been looking forward to this guy. It would stink to see him go, but if again, if that's what it takes to make the playoffs, it's worth doing because I'm just trying to put a team out there this year that's competitive because we've only got a couple more years with this core of guys that we've seen grow up and we want to see win. And if that's what it takes, you go for it. I think most likely it's Austin Martin involved in the deal. I think it's definitely the most likely scenario. And as much as I'd be bummed, I, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Um, and I'd be less bummed to see him go. That would be to see Lewis or Kepler or Rise go. And that's not necessarily from like the analytical baseball perspective. That's the fan perspective. Analytically, it shouldn't make a difference with Lewis or Martin. 
They've got similar prospect pedigrees, similar level prospects. They're ranked, I think, back-to-back number 34 and 35. And it'll be top 100 prospects, like literally right next to each other. But as a fan, as someone who's seen these guys grow up, I haven't seen nearly as much of Austin Martin as I have of Royce Lewis. So for that reason, I'd rather see him go. <clears throat> Man, I have been not very articulate today. I'm just coming off this sickness as well, and I I don't think I care about any of that right now. Um, I mean, you also just being a Minnesota fan, just to generalize it a little bit more, we have Byron Buxton. We now have Carlos Correa. We've got, thinking of other sports, we've got like Carl Anthony Towns, Kirill Kaprizov, Justin Jefferson. I mean, just other sports. We've got these superstars that make the games fun to watch, and that's getting people to come out to these games, and um, that's just what like gets you excited about sports. And so that's why I'm so happy is there's not just momentum from one sport there's momentum from like four or five that just keeps keeps drawing my interest more and more and more and more and more just feel like i'm gonna explode um just but... hit the twins signed carlos correa the wild one the timberwolves one and the loons one all in one day and the wild I'm just saying i mean that's yeah. the wild. oh it's you like, did uh, wow you missed it i didn't hear that signed carlos correa I mean, that's about as good of a day as you can have in March as a Twins fan, as a Minnesota fan. The only thing better, I'm going to have to go for the tournament. But sadly, just, next year, though, we're the championship. Look that's out. a lot. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. Real damper on the you know, party pooper. Gee whiz. But, no, yeah. I'm. Yeah, it's point is so, so much, like, happiness right now with all these different exciting things but um to which you're to your point malcolm as well with austin martin i i completely agree austin martin might be almost as good as royce lewis like you know neck and neck but we just i could say like sayonara and i just wouldn't care that as much i mean i don't see him i don't know why i just don't see him personally making like just going up with the twins and being our starting whatever for long enough. I mean, like right when he came in, I was like, Oh, well, center field is locked up by Byron Buxton. Shortstop is locked up by Royce Lewis um, in the future. I mean, yeah, you've got no place here. And of course I knew that was crazy because it's not like those are the only two positions he could ever play. But yeah, I mean, I would not be opposed to him being the headline, hopefully in a trade. So if it's like him and, and I don't even know who else the, the A's would want. Maybe some pitching. And we've got a lot of pitching to show. I mean, if we give up him and, like, a top 20 potential pitching prospect for us, I mean, that's great. We get Frankie Montas. Then we could have a Montas, Gray, Ryan, Ober, Bundy. That's a, that'll, that'll do it. I mean, that'll help. Plus, we've got the trade by the trade deadline to look for some other guys. Our bullpen's pretty underrated, but – could use some work. Um, overall, I just think this team's in a lot better of a position than it was when we made our last episode. Yeah, and I think this team's a lot better position than almost anyone's giving us credit for. Like you're saying, Max, a lot of fans on baseball are sleeping on us. They think that we signed Carlos Cray, we're going to trade him at the trade deadline just so we signed him to get picks, basically, or get prospects. And I think that's ridiculous. I think we signed him to win the World Series. And if we don't, that stinks but we didn't sign him to trade him we signed him to go for it and we're going to keep going for it and we're not done yet and that's just super duper exciting and i'm so looking forward to the season Um, also 
Just one one more quick thing. Yeah. I just realized um we have we have our guy named Juan Manaya on the twins who is gonna it's super funny. I just looked up Juan Manaya and um the first pick is a St. Paul Saints picture of him, second picture is a twins picture of him, third is a picture of Hansel Robles, fourth is a White Sox picture of him. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. But we have Juan Manaya and now we could get Sean Manaya. That I mean, is that not fit? That's pretty very cool. different spellings, but okay. But just, just okay. <laughs> I'll let you have yeah. this. One. You're sick. No, no, do whatever you want. It's your no. Go ahead. Anyways, um, we didn't get to everything we wanted to talk about today, but um, talked a lot about Carlos Correa and next pitching move. And I'm sure as soon as I edit this podcast episode, we will get breaking news about a big trade. But then we'll be back for another episode. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, we'll be watching everything we'll keep you posted on all of it and let you know if any big news breaks um we also still need to do predi- predictions of the season with the season starting in like what three weeks max we're getting close we need to talk about the bullpen more we didn't get to that today a lot of talk to do about the bullpen what we need to do there how close that is to being a season ready bullpen there's a lot more to talk about we'll try to keep coming with some episodes find some times um it's gonna be late at night so it might not be the highest quality uh vocabulary from either of us and Hopefully we won't be coming off an illness next time, though. Um, but any closing thoughts here, Max? Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to say what's going to happen after what has happened. So let's just hope that the things that happen are good things that happen. As I told Max earlier today, the Twins are so determined on going outside the box. I'm determined they're just going to get rid of the box entirely, like their next move. Yeah. Just, the box doesn't exist anymore. Um, so stay tuned. Um, don't go to sleep because the next piece of news will probably break at 3 a.m. So keep your eyes open and we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Roskish Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Bomba underscore breakdown. That's B-O-M-B-A underscore B-R-E-A-K-D-O-W-N. Thanks for listening to Bomba Breakdown.